0: Mama, I'm Gosia Scarot, and this is the Firestarter Mom podcast, the show where we feature inspiring conversations with firestarter moms and experts on motherhood identity shift, finding our inner firebug and feeling adequate and empowered as moms and women. Welcome. Have you ever wondered if there is a powerful path to healing that involves psychedelics and spiritual awakening? How to embark on this journey as a mom, balancing the demands of motherhood with self-discovery and healing? If you ever pondered these questions, join us in this episode as we dive deep into the world of redefining healing through the experiences of a seasoned psychedelic guide and spiritual coach. Joining me today is Sarah Tamaya, a former kayak accountant, yoga instructor and psychedelic guide with over 15 years of experience. In helping individuals take radical responsibility for their own lives, Sarah's expertise lies in coaching, plant medicine work, and QHHT hypnosis. She's witnessed countless transformations and is here to share her insights with us today. I must say, this conversation has been truly eye opening for me. It's made me realize that the journey of birth itself is a profound psychedelic experience in its essence. Sarah's insights have been invaluable. She shared powerful tips on nurturing our spiritual selves amidst the busy life of motherhood. Her perspective on spiritual awakening in the context of self-discovery and the psychedelic journey was nothing short of enlightening. I was particularly moved by the concept of leaning in, in mother's life and beyond and the importance of seeing ourselves anew. In our journey of healing and transformation. Ready to explore the profound world of healing, transformation and self-discovery? Let's get started. Hello Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So excited to have you as my guest. Today we have a very intriguing topic about healing and actually redefining that healing. Mother's journey through psychedelics and spiritual awakening it is a very rich topic and rich exploration and i am very excited uh, about that and i am even more excited to actually welcome you from canada i've never been there like i mentioned to you before the show what is it like in canada well
1: one of the things i love about canada is we experience all four seasons and we're starting to move into autumn right now and it's such it's one of my favorite times of year to kind of start to get cozy and you know wear a little bit warmer clothes even and just the colors outside is just beautiful
0: i am with you on this i am definite autumn girl i have my birthday in september i feel so aligned whenever september starts and we record this in september (laughs) so i feel that energy and vibes so that's wonderful right i would like to start this uh, episode, finding out more about your journey, your journey as a psychedelic guide and also spiritual coach. The journey, I'm sure, is very unique. So I wonder if you can share how your path has led you to explore all those alternative methods in healing and how they actually have played a role in your own personal transformation. Mm,
1: Well, my story is perhaps interesting and also not uncommon. My upbringing was very, um, what I'll call very traditional and normal, common, um, I guess. Um, Just growing up, my parents were entrepreneurs. I went to business school. Um, I married my high school boyfriend and bought a house in my 20s. And it was very much that traditional route of what people would describe, you know, moving through life, right? And it wasn't until my mid twenties really that I started just on my own inside of myself, starting to ask just curious questions about life and what, what is even married marriage? You know, I never really cared about getting married. Um, we didn't get married. I didn't. I wasn't married until even later in my twenties. But before that, I was even questioning, like, what is marriage and what is the point of this? And like, I don't understand this. And just starting to like leave some breadcrumbs. But it wasn't until a friend actually introduced me to yoga and a yoga class that that was a massive activator for me spiritually, um, which happens with a lot of people. And when I went to this yoga class, it wasn't even the movement that inspired me. It was this massive spiritual activation where I just went to hear the stories. I wanted to hear what they talked about for the first five minutes of class um, of what the theme of the class was. It just was something I had been waiting for. And, you know, I later moved on to start teaching yoga and other things um, in my life. And within that yoga journey, I was invited to a yoga retreat in South America, in Peru. And I had this deep inside of my soul immediate yes when this invitation came up and I never really traveled in my life, Um, aside from going to like an all inclusive resort in Mexico, like I didn't really travel or anything, but I just had this such a deep soul yes and I didn't even know why um but i felt it was very impactful even when it happened and sure enough it, it very much was because i found that it was not only a yoga retreat but um in peru is one of the um original lineages of plant medicines within ayahuasca and so that was part of the retreat at the time and i knew nothing about it i had never smoked in my life i I had a very clean life aside from drinking heavily to forget my teen years, (laughs) but, you know, I had a very clean life in terms of like was never interested in cannabis or smoking or any type of drugs. It was just not on my radar at all. I was just generally, I guess, quote unquote, happy ish with my life. But I, I didn't know much about life at the same time. But yeah, so I went on this yoga retreat and it proved to be another massive catalyst for me. Um, And that was my biggest transformation. And it really just blew my complete world apart in the sense of telling me what I already knew deep down to be true, which was I didn't want to be married. Just the life I was living felt so foreign to me. And what I learned during that time is it really wasn't my life. I was just kind of going with what my parents Um, Life was. So I was really following my mom's journey Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: mirroring her in my work. Um, I was an accountant. I never felt connected to it and it completely blew it apart within this first introduction with the plant medicines and um, very tumultuous time. Um, I didn't have any children at the time. Yeah, That's what I wanted um, to ask because,
0: very, I, because I very yeah. often ask my guests like, uh, about the transition before versus after being mom. So you, your identity, who you were, what you valued, what you were doing before. I understand that. That awakening, that opening up in you, that was before motherhood, wasn't it? That was before
1: motherhood. And it wasn't my first one. (laughs) I've had many, I've had another very big, or I would say even two other very um, significant transformations. Um, And the story that I'm talking about, this was about 15 years ago. Um, when that first happened and so like I said I I didn't have any children at the time Um, I ended up leaving my marriage leaving my home um, and my job at the time um, really kind of left everything and on a pursuit to find myself on a pursuit to really learn who I truly was inside and within that journey um, I continued to work with plant medicines um, and traveled to peru for, like fairly frequently, not just to work with psychedelics but even just the plants within the amazon there 's many different teaching plants yes. um, that people uh, learn from and different plant spirits that people learn from um, down in that region so really working um with the shaman down there and learning about nature, learning about my connection to nature and um, these plants. And that really became my focus and my priority at that time. And it was probably about maybe six years of that. And that's when I became a mom after. And so I was still immersed in that world at the time. So transitioning to motherhood, with that experience of psychedelics and the connection um, that I had to that plant, to the many plants in the Amazon and transitioning that into motherhood, at least in my own experience, it still did not prepare me at all for mm. what motherhood was going to bring for me.
0: This is so fascinating because there's a this beautiful term that um, describes the actual transition to motherhood, which is called matricence. And it involves the... Uh, takes account of all those changes, mental, spiritual, emotional, physical, that a mother, a woman experience when she moves into motherhood. It's just fascinating because you had that experience with psychedelics before and then after. And obviously you had some sort of lessons in there. And uh, I just would like to explore maybe a little bit what... Impact, um, do you feel you 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 notice when you moved into motherhood? What was for you the biggest transformation in, in motherhood itself so far? Well, I can say with certainty
1: that the biggest transformation is to not seek outside of me for any kind of validation of who I am and to seek that internally and to cultivate my connection with my inner self is the most important lesson that I am continuing to learn through the journey of motherhood. It's inside of me and to activate that inside, which was a piece that was missing from my entire you know, work immersion with psychedelics um, prior to that, because it was just me. I didn't have a partner I didn't have a family um as well so it was just myself and I was more so during that time seeking to serve others and I I was missing the boat so to speak that like hey there's a person inside and that's where that power and that energy comes
0: from amazing amazing okay let's continue let's continue on yeah. that journey we have more to unpack so I'm sure that there are many of us for may listen who might be curious about the actual concept of psychedelic healing, but of of course may have reservations. We've been talking before that uh, something is shifting around this, that all sort of like retreats, ayahuasca retreats, and and other kind of like plant-based kind of retreats are getting a lot of popularity. But still, there might be some reservations. So I wonder if you can provide some sort of insights into the potential benefits based on your experience benefits of plant medicine and all those alternative methods but in the context of healing and self-discovery for mothers because you would agree and you just mentioned that motherhood opens up so much of discover We discover ourselves even more truer, more tempting, more real selves, in my opinion. And uh, that is a very fascinating journey. So, can you address the role of psychedelics in that discovery?
1: Absolutely. And so, people, when people come to me that are curious, or in any kind of conversation where people are curious about entering, you know, the world of that, there are so many things to consider. But the first thing that I ask people is why. Like, why are they seeking that? And are they clear on what they're seeking from it? Sometimes people know, and sometimes they don't know. And what I notice is there's kind of a spectrum that people experience. Some people have this, like similar to my experience, There's something that enters their world where they just know and they have a deep calling that for whatever reason, this is something that they want to pursue. Other people will share stories as well. It's not just me where they feel like these types of medicines or um, plants actually call the people. So in my experience, I felt like I the plants were calling me to help me, right? They called me to Peru so they could help me have that transformation. And some people experience that. And other people might just be curious whereby they're seeking information to learn about it. And generally what I tell people when they're they're curious of what the benefits are, well, the benefits are potentially limitless, but um, they're seeking healing, right? We're seeking a greater understanding about ourselves through our connection with everything. And whether it's psychedelics or hypnosis or breath work or all these types of modalities, essentially what they're doing is connecting people with something greater, which is how I would define a spiritual awakening. We're seeking something greater. We're seeking a a greater depth of understanding of who we are, where we come from, and how can we bring these ideas into our world? into ourselves, into our family, into our community. And so the basics of it is healing. Um, and that can be, especially when we become moms, right? There's, we, we become aware of our patterns. We become aware of habits that we have that maybe we're our parents and that we're seeing in our kids, right? So we might wanna clear those away especially if we're consciously aware of them. We want to clear those away so we don't pass those on, right? And the greater sense of connection that we develop with ourselves through psychedelics or otherwise is only going to help us be better parents, be better women, be better people in our community. Um, and so it's so different for each person, but that is really the crux of what any of these modalities are really providing so that first question i ask is why and then generally there's a discussion around risk and not a lot of people talk about risk but there's many roads to this inner world and it's like what are our risk tolerances what are our risk are we risk averse are we um you know all in for things you know and not really considering like things that could happen aren't important we we want to go all the way but that understanding of risk is a big factor because depending on the psychedelic depending on the modality there's a whole spectrum of possibilities whereby sometimes psychedelics can be just like a punch in the gut or a punch in the face disruption to someone's life and someone might say I'm afraid of that. And so I think I'm not going to choose that, you know, ayahuasca or some of the more powerful ones that are really like in one session kinds of things like that can be really disruptive like that. I'm an advocate for, for psychedelics and plant medicines, but I'm also very much an advocate for personal uh, safety, understanding of, of the risks and what can happen and just being okay with understanding you know, I'm I'm okay walking into that world, or I'm I'm solid, my foundation, and I'm confident to walk into that. So there's many benefits, and there's also risks. So it's just finding finding that one that's right for for a person.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. It's a very very important point because that opens up to us also another question of yeah that our tolerance, but perhaps in a way we didn't know before because that is something new to experience in a completely different way that you know you, you can't compare it to anything else, right? So I wonder when you refer to work with your clients, if you can perhaps share a particularly impactful story of, of a mother who embarked on that journey of healing and self-discovery through that kind of spiritual practice, uh, psychedelics.
1: For sure. Well, to be honest, I would say less of my clients have, worked deeply with psychedelics um, than they have with hypnosis and even the word impactful um, for me I define impactful one way and what I might feel is impactful for me might not feel impactful for another person might feel very subtle so literally every person's transformation is impactful in the way that they need it. If that makes sense. I often caution from I'll tell my story, but I often caution actually from telling really powerful stories, so to speak of clients, because what I find is when people are seeking healing, and they hear stories that are really transformational like mine of leaving everything or like a total 180 um, they can actually be seeking that and hoping for that and if they don't get it then they think it's actually not impactful funny enough so Any experience, and I can list some of them, even experiences experiences that clients have had that can feel really almost ordinary and subtle have been extremely impactful for them. Example, healing their relationship with their dad or their mom and understanding why they felt so unloved as a child. And getting those answers and information and understanding about their own story through psychedelics or hypnosis puts themselves at peace and at ease and helps to relax their nervous system, which, in my opinion, are some of the most impactful experiences that people have. Looking at their own childhood and going back through these um experiences through hypnosis, as an example, is realizing that they're actually very grateful and they let that go. They let and shed the trauma. Like those are the most impactful where anyone lets go and sheds any kind of trauma or pattern. Even people just You know, transforming, they don't bite their nails anymore, has massive ripples in people's lives. It's very interesting. And so I like to stretch people's perception of even what impactful can look like. Because when people go to these powerful medicines or healing modalities and hear stories of others' healing experiences, it's invoking a curiosity within themselves. And sometimes what happens is if they, don't get that wham bam experience, they might not think that it was valuable, so I really like to shed light on how any of the experiences can have that really fulsome impact and it's not necessarily what people want to hear, but that is like the real story and something that you know I advocate for because I'm not a plant medicine provider, I don't sell any type of you know support. Uh, products, like I'm not a seller of any of these things that I can kind of offer a different approach and advice and guidance to people that is really real in the sense of all of these things are going to have really impactful uh, shifts for people. What it is, is very unique to you. And so I always caution people not to look to other people's stories. Absolutely. for that because it can give people this perception of what is going to happen for them and this um this this feeling of expectation and so i always encourage every time i encourage just leave all of those expectations and open to whatever this experience is going to look like as information that you need right now that's gonna help you in the very best ways that you are seeking. Because things that I've learned to be true within this work is as we learn to love ourselves more, trust ourselves more, trust the universe more and participate, ask for help when we need it, our lives are gonna change without anything really. But it's this cultivation of activations that help to embody that within people
0: yeah and you know what makes me feel like what what's most more powerful for a mother to know that she heals that inner child in her because you know through that healing through that um, kind of connecting with your own worth and and love and trust you can just from that place give give more be completely different person expand to to that essence of you and I think that is so much that we often are looking for and motherhood highlights for us where those aspects are not healed like you said before it just highlights to us what's uh what's kind of perhaps missing what we are not able to give we kind of i can definitely identify you know certain things are easier, certain not for some moms you know playing with their children it's just like easy like naturally that they, they enjoy it uh a certain parts and and for others not necessarily and it often can link when we really dig deeper which we don't normally have time for <laughs> but when we decide you know what i mean um yeah. yeah it it flags that yeah something is not healed within us we are not perfect there is not one person who is fully healed you know what i mean yes so talking about that and about prioritizing that healing uh we all know live of them um, all moms are actually really busy is kind of condensed and you know we do a, we do a lot so i wonder if um if you can kind of share any sort of advice on how can moms prioritize the healing journey while actually balancing <laughs> their roles as mothers and caregivers well isn't that the ever
1: popular question yes with <laughs> it's not easy to even have any time you know so many of us need to lock ourselves in the bathroom just for that you know that quiet 10 seconds or whatever it oh. is depending on our situation Um, And there, and that can feel really a lot, like a lot of pressure for moms to be able to do anything for themselves. So three things that I recommend of just taking a look at as places to start that are very simple and any teaching that I've ever received from any elder or shaman or, you know, wise keeper. They're always very simple, no matter what the lineage. So I like to keep things as simple as possible, which I think is to a benefit um, of us as moms. Um, But the first thing, even in thinking, okay, I feel like something isn't right. So this awareness in oneself as a mom saying like, I'm feeling overwhelmed, or I'm feeling like I need something, I need some help. Sometimes people don't even have any support to have someone look after their kids, right? There's so many things, right? So what what can people do? So the first thing that I recommend is take a look at that support that you do have. Who do you have around you? Um, So this is juggling spiritual awakenings, right? And the desire to learn more about oneself, while we're mothers especially with the younger kids Um, but look at that support around us maybe that's a partner maybe that's a family member maybe that's other people in the community and if we don't have go-to people in the community that can watch our kid or kids for an hour or 30 minutes or whatever it might be you know that you just go to step two but step one is look at that support and if you don't have any know that there is support around and that's something that I went through as a mom is I felt very extremely overwhelmed in my postpartum years and I felt like I didn't have a lot of support from my family I felt very alone and I didn't even think that I had anyone that could help until I started asking looking at that support piece is the first thing to say if I don't feel like I have support I'm going to start asking and seeing what happens, right? Seeing if something comes up, because there's lots of moms that want to help other moms too. So how to juggle, look at your support. Um, The second piece is mothers are very resourceful. (laughs) And so our ability to be resilient with the resources that we do have is something that we all should receive an award for. Um, So look at the resources that you have. And it's not just people. It might be, you know what, if I have no time or even no finances to go outside of myself and seek um, healing from, you know, a certain modality or help from others in that way, there are things that, you know, we might want to go to someone, but we might have to be at home. So what can we do? We can be resilient and resourceful and say, okay, what I'm going to do when I'm washing the dishes or what I'm going to do before I go to bed is that's when I'm going to take the time to tell my body that I love it, go through my body and give myself the most possible love I can. I'm going to ask the universe for what I want or whatever it might be, but be you know, lean into that edge and step out to be resourceful and resilient with the, you know, abilities and resources that you have, right? And be okay with that. Things move on, like especially when we're moms, like sometimes we need to dial things back if we don't have the resources and that's okay. And even just feeling okay with that um, and learning to be okay with that is a whole nother thing. Um, But that third part is, so the first part I say is support. The second part is Look at your resources and just assess what you have and your abilities around you. And the third one is, I say this with any of my clients, whether they're mothers or not, is it is imperative, in my opinion, to get really clear on what your core values are. A lot of people don't know what they are. They might think they do, but having the clarity of even your top three core values are amazing anchor points that we can hold within ourselves in all of these situations. And not only knowing what they are, and just some examples of what mine are, is my top three core values are integrity, compassion, and fun. And so when I'm in any situation, I can evaluate either afterward or during and say, okay, does this meet my criteria or my definition of integrity of how I'm responding to someone or responding to the situation? But those core values can help to be a really simple anchor point for moms and for anyone in terms of juggling anything. So we can say, okay, this isn't working. I need to step out of my comfort zone here and I need to ask for help or I need to speak my boundaries or i need to speak my intuition um whatever it might be that aligns with that am i co- am i feeling compassionate for myself but knowing those core values and what they mean to us individually is really impactful anchor point for any mom that's juggling 10 things to a million things
0: i totally agree i think uh, yeah core values uh a fundament of our core identity uh so something that grants us something that very, very often you know when we step into motherhood we kind of lose lose that identity especially if we define that through what we do or how we do things rather than who we actually have been in our core with our core values but here's the question to you we may know our values yes but we may still struggle battle to live in alignment with them why do you think this is the case
1: well, I think that there's this fluctuation that happens within life, honestly, because situations absolutely can come up and we're not aligning with that. But then the question is, why not? And sometimes as mums, we don't have that even time necessarily to reflect. And at least even looking back in my experience and some of, you know, mothers that I work with, sometimes we just need to put some things on the back burner And that's okay. And really simplify what's going on in our life. It's very common, especially when we see mothers out there that are doing all sorts of things and being fabulous, right? To feel like, okay, what am I not doing? What am I doing wrong that I feel like I'm a disaster looking at, you know, some of these other examples um, that are out there. But really that's when I say like that resilience piece and the resourcefulness is Sometimes we just have to scale it back, you know, and learn to be okay with that because we only ever receive what we're ready for. We only ever receive what is appropriate at a certain level of time. And if things feel like too much, it might be a message that we actually need to pull back and we need to really just focus on the priorities of: Am I eating well? Am I exercising? You know, can, do I have the energy to care for my children? And if those are off focus in on those, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be going so far outside of myself if I can't even, you know, take care of these fundamentals within myself. And I might reach out a little bit and say, okay, I'm, I need help with this. But if people aren't able to align with that, also know that that's okay. It's okay. And we don't have to be hard on ourselves, (laughs) Really, I can know my values and make mistakes, and I can even go to different tools that I have to seek things and even make mistakes within that. And I don't learn until later, but at least I have that inner compass to go back to. You know? Yeah, that's beautiful. I I really
0: appreciate you sharing it. Um, I often talk about values because I think. You know, especially in a coaching space, uh, it is is something that we often refer to, but it is not overrated truth. And I think just like you mentioned about basics like uh, sleep, nutrition, exercise, I swear like two years ago, I would think that, gosh, like I've heard about this so many times it's just overrated, but I must say that it's completely not and i think especially when you step uh i'm in mean, for in my 40s so i i feel i step into that kind of midlife part of life where you really naturally start to think differently you just you know your self reflection and in context of life overall is 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 yet another shift on the top of motherhood <laughs> that's how i how i experienced that but i feel it definitely opens up that truth about Simple things, how much they actually matter. Which I have the impression that in my my thirties, I kind of knew it. I kind of did, you know, things, but they did not have the depth and meaning that they have now. So uh, I appreciate to bring it, yeah that you brought this because actually, although we hear it all the time, there is so much importance uh, of that, and I and I just feel it at this stage of life. But going back to that spiritual aspect, because. You know, like I mentioned at the beginning, we, when we become moms, we change uh, when it comes to emotional lens, mental, physical, and also spiritual. So, how would you actually define spiritual awakening?
1: Well, I would define a spiritual awakening to opening to something greater. And not only opening to that, but connecting and feeling like I'm a part of that something greater. And so once we have this opening that there's something more, there's something, there's a force, there's a life force that is greater than oneself, um, I consider that to be that gateway. And that being said, birthing a child in itself is, in my opinion, a very psychedelic experience and a spiritual awakening on its own. And something in myself of how, even when I speak of psychedelics, I consider defining the word psychedelic as it is taking the psyche or the mind or the spirit and infusing light within it. It's that connection of light and spirit. And so there are many types of experiences, in my opinion, that can be defined as psychedelic in nature. And that's that weaving of like you say, that spiritual awakening, that connection with something greater to oneself, and the embodied actual feeling of that in oneself. So birth in itself is that portal. Um, We've all experienced it, whether it's conscious or not is part of someone's experience, right? Um, There's so many different birth stories that, you know, someone can speak of it in very spiritually articulate way, whereby another person may not have had that experience, even though it's happening, right? Just the conscious aspect of the nature of spirituality in birthing is, is a whole spiritual awakening on its own
0: wow, (laughs) I'm just like, I stopped my breath. (laughs) Uh, It's beautifully said. It is so deep and so, there's so much in it, what you said, you know. That that comparison of experience with, uh, you know, psychedelics, for example, and actually motherhood, becoming mom, giving birth, you know to me it is so profound that i struggle sometimes to find words and i think you de- you describe it just by by almost like analogy so i think that was really i find this really rich and um yeah it definitely yeah. i i feel impact on my energy because uh yeah it seemed to be really you
1: can add something to that even in it with analogies when I'm, when I'm working with clients, again, whether they're mums or not, or depending on whatever is going on spiritually in their awakening, I use the analogy very often of, especially if they're mothers, but when we're, when we're in labor and there's contractions happening, and this is such a beautiful metaphor for growth in life in general, but when contractions are happening We feel this contraction and inside, there might be this fear where we wanna resist it as opposed to lean into it and push, right? Because there might be pain there and just there might be something happening there, right? But when these contractions come, and this happened from me attending a birth and just visually watching this mother and the contractions happening, And they would go into this flow where they would go and hit this edge and then actually their body would pull back away from the contraction. And so I offered this encouragement to when that contraction happens, even just the subtlest, softest lean in as soon as you feel like you want to pull away, just softly just nudge, you know, and lean into that. And that is really what we're doing when we're exploring ourselves, it's just this, there's this dichotomy of like pulling back when things get uncomfortable. But if we just soften and lean in to that edge, even in this, even just in the subtlest way, that's when magic happens. And that's when we open to experiencing something that we didn't know that we didn't even know about. Right? And it's when we leaned into those contractions that, you know, the baby started coming a little bit more and a little bit more, maybe quickly, depending Mm -hmm. on someone's experience, but it's that leaning into that. And then what happens is this baby is born and this soul enters this body. And then we're like, oh my God, oh my goodness. Like, what do we like? Maybe it's like, oh my, like what now? Right. Cause it's this something, this experience that we didn't really in concept, we read about, we had an idea about, but now it's real. It's like this experience and we have to move with that. Right. And so any type of inner growth, it's that same. I encourage moms to like, go back to their birth story and just remember what that felt like and what they had to do to lean in. Maybe it just like took everything within them. Maybe it was really soft and easy. It's different for everybody, but that like, inner strength that had to happen right to have that lean it's just it's so beautiful and it like that that is what when when I say the impact that a spiritual awakening or any kind of transformation can have on people it's that it's that lean in and just like yes that was you you know you did that you leaned in from the medicines right these can help us They can help activate us and like help us believe and and anchor that we have it within ourselves. And then we like cultivate that. And then it's just like, ah, it's you. You
0: did that, you know? It's amazing. That sounds beautiful, but often doesn't happen. I plant my birth in the hypnoperthing spirit, you know, learned mindset behind that peaceful birth you describe and that uh, that, that experience. That, that just sounds amazing, what you were just saying. But my birth, <laughs> birth of my child was absolutely nothing like this. <laughs> it was like all possible interventions, not planned, hypnobirthing from out of the window. <laughs> but it definitely is something that when I thought of that idea of birth, yes, that that is more or less the kind of experience that, I really wanted to have, <laughs> I really wanted to have. But I think these days is very much, especially like definitely in UK, like very medicalized. But I think it's, there is that spiritual aspect that is deep, that is beautiful. And if we allow, and it makes me think of work you do like uh, around uh, as a sub-psychedelic as guide, because is it not that with any sort of psychedelics, you actually need to uh, also lean in, like you said uh, about birth, because very often it is that psychedelics can highlight in us both good or bad. So if you step into the experience with the good mindset or with the even clarity on what is it that you want out of this experience and you are clear about this and you are open to it. So it, in other words, you lean into it, you will get w- what is meant for you to get. But at the same time, there are many people who would step into this experience with completely different mindset, not even given a thought. Yeah, just just doing this, just just for the experience, but on the basic level and not uh, on that kind of deeper level. And they um, may get out of it a dark side. So there's dark and, and a light in that experience in it, like the same like with birth, there's It is so much about what's happening with you internally, how you approach it. And that definitely determines the experience you actually receive, isn't it? I I
1: appreciate so much you bringing that to light, right? So in many people's birth experience, it maybe isn't what they planned or what they expected, or it was extremely challenging. And so even what I shared earlier about when someone wants to hear a story about an impactful experience, right? Even when I talk about the lean some people don't have that experience, right? It was a very challenging experience. And so just like, psychedel- especially psychedelics and really powerful ones, is they can bring forth these other types of experiences. And so in sometimes we just need to get through them. Honestly, sometimes we just need to get Through the experience, we can reflect later. But I would probably put money on if we were to dialogue about your or others' like challenging birth experience. So many lessons were learned, right? Things came up whereby we learned. I'm just making an example based on stories that clients or friends have shared with me. Maybe they learned they need to speak up and they didn't speak up. Maybe they learned to just let things be Um, maybe it wasn't the experience that they planned and it was maybe the opposite but they had to learn to just surrender to that and be open to that and that maybe was their experience and their lesson within that to just be okay and to accept or whatever it might be there's so many different lessons right And this is very similar to psychedelic experiences when I talk about risk, right? Is when you go into some of these experiences and even with hypnosis as well, you never know. No one can predict what your experience is going to be. We could hear you know, seeing just the most beautiful visions and feeling the most love to feeling and seeing really difficult things about ourselves and dark things about ourselves. We can never predict that. And something that I encourage people to do, um, another thing that I do is past life regressions, and that's within my hypnosis work. But I always encourage people to look at whatever happens. It's not good or bad. It is literally just information. It is information to be shared with you, for you to perceive and experience and hear messages and learn from whatever that is for you. But it's information. So there's no good or bad. It's information. And then what do we do with that information? Right? So I could have difficult birth. What do I do with that? It might be very traumatic. Even I might have to heal from that. Right. And so I'm gonna learn lessons from that over time. Right. I might my body might be very different after, right? And that might be my experience. And so now I have to really look at my body and learn to love it and learn to help heal it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's part of the experience for some people. But it is so multifaceted and multi-layered. And even, you know, when I talk about the contractions, even if it's like, something's happening in my birth and I do not like this what do I do I have to lean into something I have to lean into surrendering I have to lean into myself my partner my support person whatever it might be but there's there's all these really subtle layers of lessons that come from the information and the experience that we're having yes and it is
0: not that? It is not all only birth. Birth is just the first step, but actually postpartum, oh, oh, they're, they're, oh my gosh, there's such challenging time and uh, and throughout motherhood, we, we just it just a challenge only is changing, but it's still there, it's still opening up lessons in front of us and learnings, and yeah, as long as we stay open and willing to mm. learn, I guess rather yeah. than being close to, uh, to those lessons talking about even surrender because I think that stands out in any of those spiritual experiences that that element of surrender where we would like things to maybe look different uh, to have more time on maybe work or business or other things and but then the reality is that we don't have enough sleep or we we just don't our needs are not met and it shows, and. Only through that surrendering, letting go, just leaning into that, just accepting it, we may find the treasure on the other side.
1: Yeah, uh, and and sometimes it's really just not easy. Like in my own personal experience, mm-hmm. very difficult postpartum until like even my son was five years old. I went through a very deep, dark depression during that time, and I I hear this with mothers in in varying degrees, but a lot of what we're experiencing is. Um, loss, but this reconnection to ourselves and learning to love ourselves again, learning to see ourselves again um, within that journey has many faces, you know, it has many different experiences, but often mothers are like, can feel invisible, you know, it's about the baby and there's this like forgotten piece within the mother. And that's why I, I mentioned earlier, even Even if just the one thing is telling your body thank you before you go to bed and just even like hugging your own body, just putting your hands on your own body and just like taking a breath and just saying thank you, body. If that's all anyone can muster, that is what I would recommend is just that really subtle, simple tuning into oneself and then maybe we have to wake up in thirty minutes because we need to tend to something, right? But just even that subtle part will just this little by little start to cultivate that healing and that seeking that we that we all have inside of us that sometimes we go to psychedelics for, um, and that's one of the greatest lessons that I ever learned from my teacher is. He was very much about, um, yeah, people have explosive experiences and really activating um, things, but it's just like, and I'm paraphrasing because he speaks only Spanish, but it's just like, just chill out, (laughs) chill out, bring it down a bunch of notches. It's just little by little. It's little by little. And the thinking and the worrying and all of this kind of stuff is not helping. So just little by little, just commit to doing the work and not being hard on oneself. And if people choose psychedelics in that way they choose psychedelics. And again, there's many different psychedelics. There's really ones that give extremely powerful experiences. And a lot of mums these days are experiencing psilocybin with uh, mini doses or micro doses, simply just to help balance their nervous systems. And that can even be something that is subtle enough to help regulate moods and connect them inside and connect. Yeah, them I think, think there
0: are quite a few products actually uh, with added drops exactly for that purpose, just to, just to regulate you, that nervous yeah. system. Yeah. And I think this, uh, anyways, the the statistics and everything around the power of psychedelics on when it comes to healing depression and and impact of mental health it's just incredible how how much goodness is in this kind of my next question is around um how we can experience psychedelics in a safe way we mentioned that microdosing but uh, what perhaps other advice uh you may may have around experiencing psychedelics safely these days
1: yeah well we talked a little bit about risk earlier and so um, just example psilocybin and even um Other products from the mushroom family in general that are not psychedelics can be really profound. Like reishi um, is a great, really heart connecting mushroom um, that can be found in many different countries and grows in in a lot of different countries. Reishi is a great one. And also lion's mane as well. Um, There are many products that Are in that mushroom family that can help to regulate those adrenals and connect people to the plant kingdom. You know, if they're curious, these can be ways that they can just kind of baby step their way um, into working a little bit more and a little bit more with the plant kingdom. And, you know, speaking a little bit about risk, right? And support. Is if someone's really called to a pl- powerful plant medicine, um, and they want to do so safely in that like jurisdiction that supports that, is do they have the support system around there around them that can you know support that experience? And do a little bit of research, um, I would recommend or reach out to, you know, somebody or myself that has a little bit of experience that can give you some guidelines, because we can never really know um, until we have the experience. But absolutely that risk factor of, can I feel supported um, within the experience in whatever it is like we talked about, because we don't know what it could bring.
0: Okay, so here's the, here's the question. Obviously, we have different types of psychedelics. So what i hear is that you for example you wouldn't be able to recommend all oh, this kind of retreat or this kind of plant for this kind of um, objective issue or whatever we want to get out of it is is that correct
1: do you mean like as an example would i be what would be of maybe in most alignment with me wanting to start to explore would it be psilocybin would it be ayahuasca would it be something totally different like dmt or iboga or whatever it is
0: because they have different qualities i've watched so many so many interesting documentaries uh i think on netflix and some great books and researchers and everything around that so yeah,
1: the different the different psychedelics absolutely have different, they're all opening up our consciousness in a greater sense, but they absolutely have more specific properties, um, whether someone, like you said, is, is looking to, is it for depression? Is it for to take the edge off? Is it for deep transformation? Maybe there's addictions involved, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, there are certain ones that might be more recommended. But again, I always go back to that unique risk factor. Sometimes the thinking part of it can put people thinking too much about it. If people feel a call inside themselves, or someone mentions a certain retreat or a certain plant, and they feel intuitively that this is something for whatever reason, I feel something in my body, when somebody says this, then start to just kind of like pull on that string a little bit. You know, yeah. doesn't mean you have to dive in unless you want to, but like pull on that string and say like, Hmm, what is that? And especially as moms, like our cultivation of our own intuition is something that amplifies hmm. as we become mothers, not only for our child, but within ourself and our ability to sense and feel messages and feel our own intuition can heighten. Right. So if someone's called to it and someone's curious about it, it's like just tug on that string a little bit um, and start to ask questions and see if something resonates and reflect within. Is this something that feels good to me? Um, Is this something that, you know, I feel like I can trust and trust myself. And like I say, I have the support and all that stuff. But yeah, just tug on the string a little bit and, you know, Mm -hmm. see what's there. It's that same lean in a little bit. And if there's resistance, you know, let that be. Maybe it's not the time, but just tug a little bit, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that that's so fascinating. Thank you so much for all those great insights. My ever favorite question, actually, in this Fire Statement show is is really about that fire inside you. Because whenever I ask a question around if you were invited to speak at TED conference, what would you talk about? To me, it is just that essence of, what really set you on fire? What you really stand for? What would that be for you, Sarah? What would be the idea worth sharing?
1: Well, I think that the topic that I would share would undoubtedly be that there's a knowing in myself. We we actually do as human beings, um, and I don't mean this in a judgy way, but like we we make ourselves sick. And we have this power, like we're master manifestors, everything that we experience, the sickness, the joys, everything we're master manifestors. So we can have, we have this power to make ourselves out of balance. And we have this power to bring ourselves into balance and cultivating this power is in my opinion, this resiliency and this connection to oneself this is what will carry us more and more people are asking these questions younger and younger in their lives, in their twenties. Right. I didn't learn this until my thirties and later, and now I'm like well into my forties, but people very young are even starting to ask this question of who am I? So we are master manifestors. And as we connect to that part of us, that is life force. And we all have this power to create and that in my opinion is the skill to cultivate moving forward in the world that we live in these days is to cultivate that connection to oneself and that greater force the more we do that and the more we create from that place we're golden (laughs)
0: that's beautiful what an edge (laughs) what a message uh thank you that's very refreshing and At the same time, it touches upon something that I think we often kind of sense in us. We perhaps don't give uh, ourselves enough credit often. But like I said, we can get ourselves out of balance, but at the same time have the power to get back into that. So that's very empowering. You know, I really appreciate that. Well, that's been amazing to hear all that. So I really, really appreciate. Where can we find you? Online on
1: social media, on Facebook, Um, my name is Sarah Tamaya on Facebook and on Instagram, the Psychedelic Hypnotist um, is my tag on on Instagram Uh, and as well on my website is saratamaya.com. and all my offerings are on there from coaching to past life regressions and hypnosis and um, whatever I'm offering at the time is on there.
0: Oh, that's wonderful! I make sure that everything is listed, linked in the show notes. Uh, Well, once again, thank you so much for your time. It's been a great, inquisitive journey for me, and I'm sure it will be for our listeners too.
1: (laughs) I sure hope so. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to be with you today.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, Mama. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave me a review and subscribe to be notified. When the next episode drops. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me over at Instagram where my handle is at files.am. Looking forward to see you back here soon for the next chat. Bye for now!